again, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 34 of the Arizona Movie Club. My name's Tyler, and I am your host. Joining me is my newly minted co-host, who should always be here, sort of, kind of, going forward. He should be a host in some regard going forward, maybe, like, tied for the two-week spot. We don't know. Uh, we're rolling with the punches here, because Andy, if you haven't heard, if you haven't tuned in for a little bit, First of all, what have you been doing? We've got a very good Mad Max episode up. Go listen to that. Guardians of the Galaxy should already be up by this time. And we're getting back to our normal schedule of Wednesdays and Saturdays. we got movies coming out of the theater soon. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What have you been doing? There's so much movie news to talk about. And yet here we are on this episode talking about some older movies. Actually, no, wait. That's the next episode. We're talking about new stuff today because we're talking about American Pickle. But first, we're going to debut a new segment. But uh, I didn't let him get his intro in. Sorry. I, I just I started running and going. Yeah, I'm not feeling the energy, yeah. man. Heat check, baby. <laughs> Coming off that Mavs game. I'm just juiced up. Thanks. <laughs> At least you got one win. You wouldn't know that feeling. Can, can you guys just imagine what it's like to not have a dub in the NBA playoffs? We got it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Six o'clock. We'll tomorrow. see. We'll see. Avengers will assemble. We will see. <laughs> Thanos is coming. And he's 21 years old and from Slovenia. <laughs> Speaking of Slovenia, that brings us into our movie. Does it? Oh, no. Okay. They're from, man, I forget the name of it. But, I think it was a fake country. Was it real? Uh, I don't I don't know. But we, we're going to review that. Do you want to review that? We can make the decision on the pod. Do you want to re review that first? Um, oh, no. We were going to talk about. But yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, Lovecraft Country first. But before we get to our new segment and uh, talking about Lovecraft Country, a new series on HBO. Well, it's technically still just HBO, but it's on HBO Max as well. Romeo did not know the distinction, which is also going to be the debut of a new segment. Um, but before we get to any segments, you've got a little bit of tease of what we're talking about. So if all that sounds fun, or even if it doesn't, but you like us, please hang in there. Uh, real quick, I do want to mention, though, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, please go do so. We actually... We have a social media exclusive, so if you like this show and you wanted just a really funny slice that is not available in any of our episodes, because it was part of our pre-show, you would have to go to one of those social medias and you would see a minute and 20, very good, um, not safe for work, uh, this podcast isn't in general, I would say, so <laughs> you're probably covered there, and wherever you're listening, you're probably okay too. A very funny clip, I'm not going to tease what it's about other than... Um, it's a little vulgar, but it is it is pretty funny, and it didn't really fit. It was pre-show. It didn't fit with anything, so, you know, using it to promote our social media. I figured, why not? Again, that's Arizona Movie Club on any of your major social medias, and we also have an email, azmovieclub at gmail.com. If you have any sponsorship ideas, I mean, I don't really promote that a lot, but if by all means you're a small business in the Tempe area or located anywhere, but a lot of our views do come from Tempe. Shout out to our Irish and our UK listeners, though. Woo! Woo! Uh, especially the Irish listeners lately. We just, you guys have been bolting up listening to a lot of episodes. We surely appreciate that. Tell your friends about it. How about you show those American motherfuckers who the number one Arizona movie club fans are? Tell your mom. Tell your little brother. Tell your cat. Tell oh. everyone. And then, America, how are you going to let that happen? You need to be number one. You need to get us to a million views because if you do, I have to get a tattoo. Why don't you show my ass and make me get a tattoo? Of the logo that we don't have yet. <laughs> we have we have the, uh, the team drawing it up right now as we speak. There is no team. It's my cat in the other room playing with a toy. He's thinking of something. She's thinking of something. I like to think it's a boy. You reminded me of, uh, what's his name in Talladega Nights. I like to think of Jesus. Is, <laughs> and then he just gives his description of Jesus. Cal. Cal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a, and I'm in a tuxedo shirt. Yeah. There's Taco Bell, KFC, Domino's on the table. It's such a good joke even back then, though, just the fact that, like, corporate America sponsors everything, that it has to be in your prayers. Man, it's a good movie. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. It might be my favorite old federal movie, actually. I know you're you're impartial to Step Brothers. That is Step Brothers. And Todd Nights is really good there. It's pretty good. It doesn't have your Race Hell, a Race Hell Praise Dale line, though. But it should. It would have if it was came out in 2020, of course. <laughs> I just don't even know if you could satirize that, those people anymore. Like by that I mean just crazy rednecks. Yeah. Because we have so much. We have YouTube. We have the internet. You show me that channel. All gas, no brakes. Like Woo! 
yeah, how do you even like make fun of those people anymore? It's just they are the contents they're making fun of itself at this point. Yeah, you just need a camera and, and they do it themselves. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I don't know if Talladega Nights can get made in 2020, but what was released in 2020 and what we're talking about this episode. Well, we're actually debuting this segment. American Pickle did release, just came out on HBO Max. So if you're listening for that, I can put up time. I'm going to try and put up timestamps. Uh, spoilers ahead for Lovecraft Country, technically Batman versus Superman. Oh, no, sorry. That's another late two episode. I had to spoil too much. But, uh, you know, you have some opinions, thoughts, and opinions. Romeo may uh, be talking about that because he watched it last night. But it's not an official review. It's just these little impromptu ones we've been having randomly splattered throughout the middle of episodes. Do you like that? Do you hate that? Are you not prepared for it? I'm trying to include it in the description. Let me know, people. You never communicate with us. This is a one-way relationship, and I don't like it. I've been in many of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we are debuting a new section. It's called General Discussion. We don't... Or Wait, do you like that more, or do you like the Arizona Bullshit Club? Because we're just we're just BSing around. Um, I call it Arizona Movie... Arizona Bullshit Club. We can call it the Arizona BS Club, yeah. General discussion. Tagline. Yeah. yeah it, it's, <laughs> this definitely sounds like a Reddit thread. At this point. <laughs> we'll think of something. We'll think of a better name. If you have good puns, um, we can't pay you for them, but we would absolutely love to debut it. You just be contributing to the show that makes no money. You don't have to feel like you're giving us free money here because we make none. So we do this out of the love of our hearts. It's sending it's sending a good suggestion to your friend. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. What are you, no, the no, I'm saying, police? <laughs> <laughs> and if you got that reference, this might be the podcast for you. <laughs> J to the ROC. <laughs> <laughs> so for a general discussion for the Arizona PS Club, whatever we're calling this segment, for lack of a better name, uh, we just, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, uh, pop culture-wise, sports-wise, um, if you hate the sports talk, by all means, let us know. Again, we, we can't know if you guys don't give us any feedback. Yeah, so I we just we don't have to talk too much about basketball, but I'm definitely juiced after that Mavericks win. Uh, Luka Doncic did not even have an insane game. And the Clippers just don't look good, I think, is more or not, don't look like themselves. I, his, I think it's more of a Kawhi doesn't look good. But Kawhi's been good. Paul George... Outside of some really good shooting early on, or really good shooting last game, is not looked himself. And we, you want to know why? Because it's the playoffs. George doesn't show up to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I actually really like. I think Paul George is a really good player, um, but I'm also a sucker for a good Twitter thread. And was the TL roasting his ass tonight? <laughs> but you can't give yourself a cool. Like, has anyone given themselves a playoff name? I think. No. Same time in the reference of a different, yeah, a different person when you when you come alive late in the clutch is kind of there. Damian Lillard also kind of uh, has hit some really clutch shots and has roasted some people, so he kind of deserves it. He doesn't want a title, but we're not here to slander Dame. We're really not even here to slander Paul George. Uh, we're just here to say Mavericks in five, baby. <laughs> um, we are not saying that. Uh, I'm just kidding. I. I think if we won, it would have to be it would go at least six, uh, but it would probably be a seven game series. And if you saw a seven game series where your Kawhi and Paul George can't help you, like if you're Kawhi and you're not feeling yourself or whatever's going on, and Paul George can't help you beat Luca and KP and a bunch of I love the Mavericks roster, but um, they're not elite players. <laughs> Seth Curry, very, a very good three point shooter, but. Outside of that, it's a lot of guys, just spare parts that Rick Carlisle is just making work with those two superstars. So if you can't beat the Mavericks, the seven seed, if you're choir, you're not looking around at that roster going, bounce in a year. Hey, man, you could you could make a car run with spare parts. Why? Um, I'm just saying, Paul George can't beat Luke and KP. If you can't beat him, join him. You only got one more year on that contract, baby. Come to Dallas. No, come to the real L.A. He doesn't want to be a Laker. He trolled the Lakers. I I don't think he wants to be there. That's why he's going to lose. Uh, if it hasn't been obvious at this point, I'm a Mavericks fan. Romeo is a Lakers fan. That's right, baby. And this, is, and this has been my basketball take. Do you have anything? I don't want to ramble on for too long about basketball. I just wanted to talk about how good that win felt. Troll some Lakers fans. If you're out there, I know we've got some LA listens. I'm sorry. I know what playoff defeat is like. I'm a Cowboys fan. 
Um, I'm, I'm an all Dallas. I'm an all Dallas sports person. I know what pain feels like, but uh, it just feels good to, to talk about your team winning. You know? No, I totally get that. Uh, yeah, um, me being a Lakers fan my whole life, I've got it a lot. So, you have anything you want to get off your chest about that uh, loss last night? Anthony Davis, if you're if you're a listener, I think he may have something to say. It's not too mean. It's just kind of what I think everyone is thinking. You gotta show up, bud. You gotta show up. Uh, I was gonna say, just play the five. Oh yeah, that too. That too. Just play five, man. It, it, this isn't it's the regular difficult. season against the Kings where we nobody blames you for just wanting to shoot threes. This is the playoffs, baby. You gotta get in where you fit. It's game time, baby. <laughs> oh my god. It's just funny because I really was with you. We we kind of thought the Blazers might or the Blazers might get swept, and here we are, uh, genuinely questioning if this Lakers team will show up. It's gonna be sweet. I'm fine with that. Do you believe? Are you gonna believe in Russ more than anything? If somehow the one and we don't have to talk about this too much longer. I knew we promised to catch short, but are you gonna believe more and more in Rust? If in like it, it reminds me of the in the NFL because you're not a big NFL guy, but a lot of times people don't want to be the number one or two seed because. A lot of times you sit out week 17, you don't play the first round of the playoffs, and then it's been two whole weeks since you played, and you're rusty going in that, that divisional round. Is that how you're going to feel, kind of like you cursed yourselves by kind of just putting it on cruise control yeah. for the one seed? Um, I, I, I totally get that. I already believe in it. Uh, I was just kind of hoping LeBron being who he is, uh, he did not look rusty at all in game one. Yeah, Maybe but a little. A tiny bit. Yeah, this is not we we're not gonna dare to slander LeBron here. But this A D definitely looked rusty. Dwight did a really he had a really good game, but it wasn't as good as I would have liked, or I'm sure a lot of most people would have liked. Um our other guys just weren't landed shots really and it I, was just bad. I think if LeBron doesn't come out and score fifty or he doesn't have to score fifty, but if he doesn't come out and they don't dominate the Blazers tomorrow, if you lose somehow Maybe the question just becomes, maybe the switch isn't as effective as it used to be for LeBron. Maybe he has to have someone else. I think he does at this point in his career. But he just looked so good earlier in the season that it seemed like even if AD wasn't up to the task, LeBron had had you guys. He needs someone else, though. He can't do it alone. He yeah. was never able to do it alone. I mean, I know they lost that last year. Uh, he played Golden State in Cleveland, but he carried their asses there. No Kyrie. Kevin Love was a shell of himself. You gotta win. You gotta win. And he got to the finals. I mean, that was one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. In the East. Calm down. Okay, but it was still... They were bums. Magic is about to beat the Bucks, bro. Come on. It's the East. Magic are not beating the Bucks. We're not endorsing... None of those games in the East matter. The Arizona Movie Club does not endorse that take. (laughs) We've talked about... We're talking about Magic and Bucks. The talk has gone on too long. So let's move on. You heard us... Tease it. Let's talk about something else that happened Sunday night. Well, no, okay. Sunday night, the Mavs actually played. Monday night, the Lakers played. But let's talk about something. I watched Monday night. You watched Tuesday night. I'm I'm doing my schedule. I haven't even messed those days up. It was Monday night um, that the Mavs played. Tuesday night, the Lakers. But Sunday night, it came out. It debuted. Monday night, night I watched it. Tuesday night, you watched it. Lovecraft Country. A uh, new series debuting again on HBO. You're probably going to watch it on HBO Max, unless you somehow still have cable in just the HBO package. And so, <laughs> I no, I think that's just just old people. Old people are so. Uh, shut up. In their own right. No, they're not. We don't. This podcast does not endorse that take either. Uh, we <laughs> you do have to say that a lot. <laughs> we do endorse the take that Lovecraft Country is really good from one episode. Yeah, it definitely dug its hooks into me and, and, and got me. And, I mean, listen, we're not the companion podcast. Did you see that at the end, how they pimp the fact that there's a companion podcast for Lovecraft Country? No, I didn't see that. So it's kind of how they had Talking Thrones, uh, Talking oh, Bad. You know how, like, yeah, yeah. they had those little shows? Yeah. Um, HBO's, like, built that into the hype cycle. I think they knew they had a winner on their that's hands. Good, that's a good like uh, a strategy, uh, yeah, yeah. Because you're just thinking you once you leave that episode, you kind of want to talk about it. Well, especially with everything being um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything going on, you know, I feel like uh, it's really good that they're pushing out more black um, created content. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a really good show. I think. I mean, I think that's been a movement going on, like a, a an a 
attempt to make more content that is produced and created by black people for everyone, of course, but from the African-American perspective, I think that that has been just kind of a concerted effort, Um, whether it's genuine by Hollywood all the time, not necessarily because their ultimate goal is to make money, but seeing really creative people that aren't white and straight get chances to make make shows is uh, great. I honestly don't know who this, if this was written um, by a white person or who this was written by, but the show's cast and the protagonists so far uh, are African-American. And is the show take place in the 50s or the 60s? Somewhere around there. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Because it's post-World War II. He was in Korea. Was was he in Korea? He, he made it. Uh, See, I don't know. He was a reference to Korea. The main character, which oh, I'm so bad with names and... Andy was always sick. That was sick. Let me let me pull up the uh, page, but the the main character he served in the uh, U.S. military in a war. I assume. Yeah, it, which is hinted at just like with the, cold, the show's cold open, which is pretty cool. Is a dream that he's having, um, and he's like running. He's having flashbacks running through the trenches, which is why I was thinking World War II, but I could be wrong. And then basically, are on the battle. And also the monsters that we get. we're getting a preview, basically, of some of the Lovecraftian monsters. Who knows if there's going to be actual aliens? Maybe that's just because he enjoys he enjoys pulp. He even says, like, I think that's what he calls them, right? Pulp novels. And he enjoys stuff. Like, he's reading John Carter from Mars, um, which was the uh, notorious Disney flop, John yeah. Carter. Yeah, that one was bad. People like the books, though. I'm not a big reader, so I don't know. I also did not know that in the books he's a... Ex, he's a ex. Um, what's it called? He served in the South. He's an ex Confederate general, oh. which that what old lady married? apparently, because that old lady oh, calls okay. him calls him out on it when she's like, "Hey, I mean, you said he's ex Confederate. That doesn't that ex doesn't really mean much." But he just we and I think we get an idea of that's what the main protagonist is just like. I just like adventure books. I don't care as much about that as long as he's. It is kind of a weird personality, or not personality, but like. Why build that backstory for John Carter that he's an ex-Confederate? Who are you gaining sympathy from with that? Yeah. Um, I think it, it definitely showed us a lot within that character for, what, two minutes? And it showed yeah. that Tick is a person who tries to look over the flaws of people um, and tries to see the best in everyone. And it really... It, yeah, and so the main character, which I'm pulling up the, the page now on IMDb, but a Jonathan Majors, who did star in the last or co-star in the last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a phenomenal movie. If you like more of the indie kind of stuff we reviewed in this podcast before Romeo showed up, you probably like Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's available free to watch if you have Amazon Prime Video. He's phenomenal in it. So is the main uh, character, uh, Atticus. So they do call him Tick, I believe. Yeah, that's right. I, I was even thinking because I don't know if that's supposed to be. A, like it, maybe they just named him Atticus. It is a cool name, but is that a direct reference to Atticus Finch from *To Kill a Mockingbird*? I think his dad was a big bookworm too, wasn't he? Yeah, his dad really pushed education on him and was, despite being an abusive father, from what we can tell, uh, and a little little out there, um, also did not care for the United States military. So definitely um, not, un, you know, he wasn't unintelligent. He's definitely intelligent while also being a flawed person. We all are. Yeah, a lot of us, yes. Um, and then Letitia fucking Lewis is... I'm sorry, do you hear that? What? I'm sorry, I thought that was the smoke alarm going off. <laughs> Woo! Talk about a beautiful lady. Yeah, Journey Smollett. Uh, she's from... She's Black Canary in Birds of Prey, which is what I noticed her. I knew us. she looked familiar. Had to pull up her IMD page and pause the show real quick because I just said her going, okay, I know she's from something. She was pretty good uh, as Black Canary in Birds of Prey. Overall enjoyable film that I did like. And I said Letitia fucking Lewis because she does have a great moment <laughs> in the middle of the episode. A really baller moment. Uh, Uncle George Freeman, who was cool. I don't know what he's from, but that's Courtney B. Vance. And then a bunch of other characters. I'm not going to list the whole page. But those are the main three that we are following the uh, adventures of, so to speak. So essentially, the main character, Atticus. And this is just, what, again, spoilers for all of this. What we've learned so far is that he is, his dad gives him a letter that essentially claims they are royalty of some kind and basically tells him to 
uh, come visit him in, I forget what the name of the town is, right? Artem. Artem. And it's, because he, yeah, he misreads it as Arkham, right? Yeah, he mistakes it as Arkham. Which I didn't know, I wonder if the DC comic was, like, basically a reference to that, because this is, what, I forget how that's referenced, but that's part of one of Lovecraft's books, right? That is publishing studio or something along those lines? It was uh, Arkham something, yeah, that was, like, Publishing. Which is why he's like looking at that book by yeah. H.P. Lovecraft and seeing that's fine, and then that's when his uncle reads rereads handwriting. Goes no, it says Artem. But basically, it's a it's a small like basically off the no longer exist point on a map uh, in a small white town in Salem, right? Which is Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, Salem which, County. Yeah, some Salem County, I believe. Which I'm just getting confused for Salem, Oregon, because I'm bad at geography. <laughs> I know it's not. I know it's on the other side of the country, but I just think Salem, Oregon, instead of Salem, Massachusetts, which is also where the witch trials were held, I believe. Yep. So the the show is already just starting to layer like a, a lot of uh, history. Probably not a coincidence that it is either racist or history that's steeped in persecution um, when it, when it comes to like the witch trials. And who knows how are all the monsters? So we can jump. I've already got like a million questions. I want to kind of explain what it's about, but also go watch the episode because it's amazing. Do you think all the monsters are white? Because we see the police officers turn into those monsters. It's. I think it's really hard to tell right now. Mm -hmm. But if you look at... We're, like, we're just like projecting theories here, which is yeah, like so what I, I love to do most. If you look like when he's having the flashbacks... And they're in the trenches. They're getting shot at. All this stuff. When he goes out to the open field, mm -hmm. all the enemies are like monsters and stuff, pretty much, right? Correct. And so there are some humans kind of on his side on the front line. Yeah. It, but the enemies are primarily, I believe, are all aliens and the Lovecraftian monsters. But if you so, if you're saying World War Two, then those enemies would be white. Primarily, but I don't even know if that's a key in anything. I could be wrong. That could be like him somehow seeing the future. Yeah. Aside from like, <laughs> the Jackie Robinson part, but I imagine that like I took it as a dream sequence. Okay, I, t I just took it. Yeah, I guess I did. But now, I think uh, I'm looking deeper into it. I'm trying to. Like I'm trying to, and it could, it could be that none. We just don't see any of the African American characters get bit, so you don't get a chance to see if they also transform. And I saw the little preview, which it seemed like it really focused more on, like, everyone fighting for this throne and, like, a, played a big part in that royalty part. But I do imagine the monsters are also going to play a, uh, a big part in all this. And I just don't know if the monsters are allegories for how disgusting these human beings are um, or if they're just cool window dressing for all the human stuff. Maybe, like, hate? Like a visual representation of hate? That's what I'm That's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. Like I said, it's only the first episode, so we're definitely going to have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, there's definitely, they're definitely some deep undertones. Mm. And everyone in it uh, is really good so far. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, it's a TV show. I feel like usually with TV shows, there's usually a couple of weak links as far as actors. But I think everyone that uh, was in it this time, even the child actor who wasn't phenomenal, she was fine. I mean, it didn't seem like she was overly bad. The little cousin? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. I mean, she was, she was a, it's a yeah. kid actor. Yeah, uh, she didn't break it, which is basically what you mostly ask for with kid acting. You're not asking them to carry the show, but everyone else has been phenomenal in it. Really intense. I just, I think it's hard to under, underscore just how good this is for a first episode. They usually don't pull you in this way. Even Game of Thrones, which I really like, and I think had a good first episode. It's also very boring. Game of Thrones, you got to power through the whole first, first season, season. Mm -hmm. and then it starts to get deep and good. It, you gotta power through. You're also trying to like understand all the threads going on in Game of Thrones as you watch it. In, in the show, they just drop you right in the middle. Like, mm -hmm. There's so much back lore that I'm because I'm a nerd, so I've like read up on yeah. the lore and everything and the different yeah. wars. And oh, I'm aware. Like yeah, it just it's not a, a like a starting point. Yeah, it's definitely not a starting point. This this is, I think, but also isn't. There's clearly stuff that's been going on, but we're definitely beginning the start of Atticus and Letitia's and um, young Uncle George Freeman or George Freeman, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Uncle George Freeman, their journey. I 
start something big for them. Do you think the uncle will be in the whole season? I'm kind of curious. I don't think he will. Do you think he will die or just get a chance to go home? Um, he he makes too much sense as the character you kill in the season, right? I think he does, but like I don't even. Gonna kill. I don't even say. I'm not even saying I want him to, but it just feels like a lot of prestige TV feels the need to kill someone, especially when you've got monsters going on in your show. Now, yeah, they just look. They're like, oh, they like what we kill people. Let's kill people. <laughs> the, the Game of Thrones formula in action. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, man. It worked. Um, it raises tension too. I'm not. I'm generally. I I understand people's attachment and love to characters, but I also think it's just. I guess I just like shaking the snow globe, like, yeah, kill someone important in the story, rewrite the narrative. I, I, I really like when they kill off people. Um, and just like in shows in general? Yeah, because it's just like, I hate knowing that there's plot armor and like, there's no real stake, you know? I'm always like, well, obviously this person's gonna die. Like, or like, they're not gonna die, you know? And so, I like when stories uh, mix it up. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I don't think there's plot armor in this show per se, but someone could argue there is. Just when you first see that silver car come and save Atticus and all of them, but I think it's all—it's pretty implied that okay, there's something important is going on. Yeah, something real. And these racist dickheads in a sundown town are not the important part. Yo, so um, yeah, that was the first time I've ever heard of a sundown town. Is that a thing? That's a real. That was a real thing. Yes. Wow. Okay, yeah. I had heard of them, but I don't think I've actually watched any movies or shows where it's presented. Um, I feel like I've seen a, sh a movie maybe once that implied it, like, it, well, not just implied it, but where they might have been in one and just got out of there immediately, but didn't raise the stakes in a real way the way this show did. Yeah, they really they really pushed it to the limit when it came to the sundown part. Yeah. Taken it very, took it very literal, which, I mean, the shitty part is they probably didn't get uh, that actual kind of time in um, Sundown Towns, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm they sure. didn't get the chance to run. Yeah. yeah. But if, if you're unaware of what a Sundown Town is, it is basically a town where after even after slavery was made illegal, even after the Civil Rights Movement uh, by Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Malcolm X, the or African American citizens could not basically be in a town past sundown, or it was it white people or just white law enforcement. That part I don't know. Uh, maybe it was it's just probably on, both. It just was probably both. Probably both, but I maybe it's implied that just like technically by the word of the law, only law enforcement were allowed to legally kill African American people. Yeah, it's just horrible. It is uh, some pretty dark shit, but also real, and so that's why. If you're wondering, like, oh, well, why are all the monsters white people? Because those, that very sheriff that was planning to murder them is the one that gets uh, his arm chewed off by the monster. And like most monster diseases, it spreads uh, and he becomes a monster as well. One of the Lovecraftian monsters. And before, we don't have to review it too much and talk about it forever, uh, although we both did really enjoy it. Um, also of note is that like H.P. Lovecraft created really cool monsters in lore, uh, but was a giant fucking racist and usually displayed the monsters, um, or the monsters in his stories, were just giant metaphors for immigrants and non-white people. So it is interesting, and it is very cool to get to see the protagonist of this be black, and at least early on see that white people are turned into monsters, um, just because when a person's a giant piece of shit, it's cool to see his work get kind of flipped around um, and used in a way that he never would have intended, it would probably be mad at. So that's cool. Yeah, that's really nice to see. Although, like, I mean, everything's pretty dark in this show. Yeah, it's pretty, like... It's, it's intense. Yeah, it gave me, like, real bad anxiety just watching it, because I was like, ooh, like... <laughs> yeah. But can't recommend it enough. It's like a 9 out of 10 for the first episode. Honestly, yeah. You couldn't build a pilot much better. I don't think the pilot... And pilots even be pens, like... I don't know, because like you, you can only expect that it's going to change from there. Yeah, you're you're setting up so much table setting, um, and we do get uh, just as a quick end here, you get a hell of a cliffhanger. Which I'm I'm pro cliffhanger, but some people I, don't like cliffhangers. You said it was a cliffhanger. I don't think it was that much of a cliffhanger. I think it was expected. Yeah, but like, it cuts off at a point where we all want to know what's about to happen. I mean, as soon as that isn't that the definition of a cliffhanger. 
I guess, but like, I feel like cliffhangers are like, I guess, yeah. It is a cliffhanger. You're thinking more along the lines of nothing's explained and you don't know what's going on? No, I'm thinking like, like, uh. We didn't expect it? Yeah, I'm thinking like a loop. Oh, you were a loop. That's a twist. I know. I, I'm just like, <laughs> that's how I, I like my cliffhangers to be twists. <laughs> you like the two for one? Yeah, it's just like, you know, you turn around and the other guy has a knife and then it just cuts out. And then you're like, well, gotta wait until next week. <laughs> Uh, I think that's been uh, we've talked a, a decent amount here. It, what's, what's time? We're at thirty-two almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all right. American pickle will not go on forever. I, yeah. We can definitely wrap this within an hour. Yeah. Um, if you do, if or the episodes lately have been too long for you, let us know that. Of course, uh, we always want feedback. We're gonna give you more Lovecraft Country. Maybe the episode, maybe the talk about it won't be this long because we won't have to set as much table setting up. You know, this was our pilot for this. Um, but we'll definitely check in with our review every week, and I will probably mention that in this title. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about American Pickle, but I just want to give Romeo the chance to get any final thoughts about that. We already we talked about basketball because we just watched that. I really haven't watched much um, or played much other than Fall Guys is cool. Go play Fall Guys if you have a PlayStation or a PC. I still have yet to get a crown. It really sucks. Alexis was close. Yeah, I got pretty close to getting a crown a couple times. She got closer than you. I got second place. You got third? Um, second. So there's one on the last level, if you play Fall Guys, you know there's a couple of different mini games for it. Have you played the one where you run up the obstacle course when there's 12 people and there's a and crown at the very end? Grab the crown right at the end. She yeah. was the person in first, and she, she mistimed her jump at the end. Oh, she told me that someone grabbed her. N- no one grabbed her. Oh. <laughs> she was probably about a half second too early on the jump. Man. It was painful to Man. watch. I thought you had it for sure. I got that one, and I was literally in the air when the other guy grabbed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's tough. And then I another one, I uh, it was the tail. There's like 15 people, and you have to hold the tail till the end. You have to have the tail when the timer stops. Is that the last? Is that the last round one? Yeah, yeah. I, so, so there's the team tail one. I played Team Tail, but no, I played the Solo Tail like you're talking, but it yeah. wasn't for the crown. Okay, so when I only played the Solo Tail one when it was for the crown. Dang. And you basically just have to run from everyone the whole time and hold the tail. It's like a King of the Hill, but like mobile, I guess like oddball. Yeah, but it's not the final round. There's like five tails and 20 people. Oh, in, okay. Or not five. You know what I mean? There's like half. There's like 20 people. Half the people yeah. get tails. Some, something like so around. imagine. 15 people, but one tail. Jesus, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And that time, there was like 1.2 seconds left, and the guy took the tail for me, and I fell. Didn't get up, <laughs> and he won. Well, guys, this one. Thumbs up. I, I don't even want to... I, I feel like live service games are pointless to score. Like, what's the point in scoring Fortnite? It's going to be a different game from season to season. What's the point in... Like, Fall Guys is fun. If you like mini games and... You've never played a battle royale, or you like the battle royales, but think you want to change the pace and just like cool, hard, but also based on luck. Mini games would be fun. Go play Fall Guys. I feel like if like if you like that type of game, you're already playing it. Uh, oh, a battle royale like Fall Guys. Just like if you like that fun, like you know, like kind of just like weird kind of stuff. Maybe, but I can see lots of people who like Mario platformers and and those kind of games not playing this game yet, or on the fence. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely say, I mean, it's free if you have, what, PS Plus? PS Plus, yeah. Yeah, so it's free, I mean, what do you got to lose if you're already paying 10 bucks, so. But just to give you a level of our skill, neither of us have a crown yet. I got, uh, a, I got a crown, but it wasn't from winning. Sometimes you can get crowns mid-game, it's weird. I also don't even have a PlayStation, so mm-hmm. I'd probably have a crown by now if I had a PlayStation. I still haven't played as much as you probably think I have, though. No, I don't think you, I'm at your house. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I go home, sleep, wake up, come back here. That's true. Romeo can't work from home, so he has to work from our home. You guys have better internet. <laughs> <laughs> and space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what has too much space is an American pickle, because that movie takes forever, and it's only like an hour and 24 minutes, 23, 24. It's 29 after credits, but there's a lot of credits. And yeah. I don't want to come across as negative because I don't think we hated the movie, but holy shit, it feels long. It felt like a three-hour movie. Like, <laughs> not going to lie. I, like, I found myself looking up the time during the movie. I'm like, 
the fuck? What's going on? Like, I thought it was amazing that a lot of Jug, <laughs> I said Jug, <laughs> I meant Judd, Judd Apatow movies get this distinction and this label thrown on them, and Seth Rogen is in a lot of Judd Apatow movies where they're way too long. They're like two and a half hour drama comedies. Yeah. And somehow, despite this not being a Judd Apatow film, they pulled it off because Seth Rogen's in it. But it's only an hour twenty nine. Like, how do you make a movie this short feel this long? But I think it's because they didn't do a good job of fleshing out premise, and it just kind of feels like a bunch of skits thrown together. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I feel like you never really know where it's going. Like, you don't know what. There's no end goal for either of them. It doesn't feel like that at all. There's no motivation. Um, the first ten minutes are great. Oh, yeah, the first 10 minutes are amazing. Probably my favorite part of the film. the first maybe 20. Yeah, I think him first coming out is great. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, especially just him and them growing up and moving. Or, like, you know, their existence. And we're back! <laughs> there was a part we had to edit. So, I don't know how far back that edit was. But, basically, let's talk a little bit about what we liked about An American Pickle. We talked about how much we liked the... We, we briefly, I think, touched on how much we liked the first 10 minutes of it. We did talk about already uh, before it was edited how it was long as shit. Yes. And I, I think I may have mentioned already that it feels like a bunch of skits slapped together. I think that was before. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned that. It still holds true to me. Um, I also just want to mention Seth Rogen as in, uh, like, the great-great-grandson kind of sucks, right? I don't know. I kind of liked it because it's a new character that he plays. I I guess, but I think he sucks once, and of course spoilers for an American Pickle going forward. Maybe watch it if you've got an hour and a half to kill and you're fine with it feeling like two hours. <laughs> I don't know how we'll rate this at the end. I, I've struggled with rating this a little bit because I don't want to feel like I hate it or I'm being a hater, but I also don't know how good it was really. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with it, you. It feels like something, like the best way to describe it for me is it feels like a Netflix original movie. Oof, like uh, Adam Sandler Netflix original movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not totally wrong there. Yeah, it... I mean, right down to... I think they use... I could be wrong, but I think they use slurs you probably shouldn't use and don't mess with the Zohan. Did they? I think they do. So, like, I know that it was definitely problematic in its portrayal... Of the conflict between Israel and um, damn it uh, Palestine. and Palestine, sorry. Yeah, so I know it, it had problematic. I just remember being like twelve years old and seeing articles about it. Really? So I imagine I didn't read them. I was twelve, you know. But I mean, <laughs> like I don't think it was a particularly well received by everyone, um, especially when you factor in Adam Sandler uh, is Jewish and Brownface went. Came, well, I think it was more that he came from a comic perspective of the Jewish perspective, one that is often shared more than the Palestinian perspective. Mm, yes. And I don't remember the specifics of that movie, but I remember it being like slapstick enough that it wouldn't surprise me if they said something that you're not supposed to say. Yeah. Similar to how we just did a Google search and found out that Seth Rogen's grandfather calls um, basically Russians and can be taken as like, I guess, other ethnic groups a slur um, as well. Yes, yes, definitely. We we, we looked that up. Um, good call by you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that because you well, thought it was a funny word. I, I still. It sounds you know, funny. I think the way he used it was funny. He, in that, in the yeah. your defense, the film phrases it as like a a funny joke, like yeah, as yeah, a yeah. one liner that you tell your friends about. Yeah. yeah. And while it's ambiguous. Um, we're going to lean on the side of not saying that word, yeah. <laughs> especially if we have any uh, Russian or any of the people that that character is referring to listening to us. Uh, we do not endorse that slur being used, but I, that is the whole shtick of his great-great-grandfather's uh, character is that he um, says and does a lot of problematic he's things because he's a man out of time. Yeah, he's totally just... Throwing racial slurs, talking about... Um, Which, I gotta say, it used a lot of logical gaps to... Uh, like, giant gaps in logic to basically display that he's a bigot for comic timing in the mo like in the 21st century. But realistically, we would all know that 
oh yeah, this jackass is from like a hundred years ago. Maybe don't ever listen to what he has to say. Yeah, like we all would have pretty early on been like, this is weird. Like, don't. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he got pretty far in his second life. When I, in reality, we'd just be like, shut him down. Like, we're good. I, like, while there's a couple of solid jokes about, you know, modern society, I, I felt like it tried way too hard to come in with zingers about how, like, young people are and how society is now. And it, at the expense of just, like, the movie being funny. Yeah. Um, like, it wanted to position him as having outdated opinions and views, but also being the sensible person. And, like, us being less tolerant of bigotry, but also being idiots. And kind of like, hey, isn't this crazy that we can all learn from each other? And in the end, it was like, it kind of made me feel as though maybe just write more jokes in a in a movie that's about a funny situation. Yeah, like, maybe just, it, like, some more dumb humor in it. It absolutely reeks of just a, a good napkin idea that's a 15-minute, uh, like, a hilarious 20-minute short. Now stretched into an hour and 25 minute Seth Rogen HBO Max movie. I feel like it was like a Pineapple Express that tried to shoehorn a lesson into it. Got zero Pineapple Express vibes. I'm saying it's just like, 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 not the type of movie, but like for the type of movie. Like, it tried to be like a funny, comedic, like, buddy esque type film, but also while trying to shoehorn in a a meaning behind it when you don't need that, with that type of comedy. Yeah, but it's also an anti-buddy buddy film, if you know what I mean by that. It's, every, every buddy movie is an anti-buddy movie. But I, name one where they don't fight. Okay, but... They always fight and they come Usually together. they get along for more than 20% of the film. I feel like you just felt like it was 20%. I feel like it was a lot longer. But they kind of get along at first. Greenbaum. Greenbaum? You don't remember that fucking <laughs> dude. Okay, yeah, that's the first five minutes of knowing each other. <laughs> and then the grandson spends, but is it Ben is the grandson? Spends yeah. most of his time. They have, like, Greenbaum is, I guess that's an easy to remember name, but it's Ben and Herschel's a little easier Herschel, to remember. Yeah. Also, does Herschel feel like a name that would be native to the country he's from? I did. I thought that while I was watching. I was like, is that a Jewish name? The only Herschel I know is Herschel Walker, who traded from the Dallas Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings for a hall, which in which famously uh, started the Dallas Cowboys dynasty, which they won three Super Bowls from. Five rings, baby. Just kidding. I I'm, I didn't witness any of them. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, my Cowboys fandom, as a 27-year-old now, uh, has been filled with misery because I was um, two years old the last time they won a Super Bowl. So. What's it like over that hill, bud? Um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, Wait, what does Blade say? Motherfucker's always trying to... Skate uphill and ice skates or something like that. <laughs> Look at your quoting blade. Little teaser for the next episode. <laughs> um, overall, I mean, this movie just went on. So I, they, I, I didn't even go long. It just felt so long. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it really, doesn't go long. It's an hour and twenty-two minutes. It, it really just put me out of the movie. Like I was in for it the first half, and then at like the forty-five minute mark, I'm like. Okay, I can think, we wrap this up? Like, I think it's fair to say that tonally, it's all over the place. Yeah, I feel like they... We haven't even been able to crack that many jokes about it. That's how that's how unjoke-filled it felt. But it wasn't a good series. It wasn't dramatic in a serious sense at all. It was just kind of weird. It's this weird middle neither. ground. Yeah, it was neither. It was like, um, what's that type of music where it's like a mix between like hard style and like... You're asking the wrong person. You know that. <laughs> I think it's like crime is what they call it. And it's just like <laughs> not good. And, <laughs> and it's like so hard. It's just like. Yeah, it's, not it's, it's not good. No, not my favorite. Apparently we're an anti-grime podcast. I have no opinions yes. on that. I'll show you grime after the podcast. If Romeo's wrong, let us know. <laughs> but also I'm sure he'll fight it. Yeah, definitely. Go down swinging. <laughs> I, uh, I have. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, there were a lot of good jokes, though. So, but they weren't like jokes. I the Seltzer were, thing? Yeah, that was an alright joke. Like, it was funny. I thought it went on a little too long. Um, I thought the joke at the end was a quality joke, where his grand, his great-grandfather, where Herschel implies, uh, once you say something terrible in America, you're finished. 
And Ben looks at him and tells him, that is absolutely not the case. And Herschel just looks at him and tells him, yeah, that, that's great for us. Yeah. Um, there were uh, a couple of different instances where I thought they were good jokes. Like, in, when he first wakes up, he's sitting at the press conference with the scientists, mm-hmm. and he's doing the voiceover, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm Herschel. Da, 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 yeah. And then he's like, I had just woken up from this, co- or this pickling. And I just noticed that you're good. I had just noticed that, or not just noticed. Sorry, you're good. I'm trying to remember what he said. He's basically saying uh, what the scientist said, but he's like, "This smart man explained everything, and everyone seems to get him." And the yeah. reporters go, "Oh yeah, yeah." It just totally goes over the science of the, what happened. The way they wave over that yeah. is is. Yeah, I guess it's like it's clever. I think it's a move. So I guess that's how I would describe it. Or if I didn't say that enough in the mic, that's how I would describe it. It's a movie that is more interested in being clever than funny. Which I appreciate from Seth. I mean, he's getting older. His demographic is older now. Like we grew up watching his movies. Yeah, right? but just beef. It doesn't. Have, I'm not saying it has to be like weed jokes and fart jokes. But you can be funny outside. Maybe. But I also don't know if Seth wrote this. So maybe he just took a big check to be in it, which. And for you, Seth, that's what you did. Um, well, he's kind of both stars of the show, so I feel like he did write it, but maybe he didn't. In that scenario, not good on you, uh, Seth. This movie's not that great. I'm ready to review I'm ready to uh, review it if you're ready to lock in your score. Yeah, I'm ready. You go first. I always go first. I'm curious what you want to rating this, so you go first. Which it sucks because I like Seth Rogen, and this is not, like, I like the movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't hit me like I wanted it to. Being a new movie when nothing new is coming out, you know. And yeah. I like Seth Rogen, so I wanted it to like give me nostalgia from being a teenager. It's okay. Mine's gonna be lucky. <laughs> I would give it maybe a five eight. I'm giving it a five five. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Look at us in sync. Yeah. That, yeah. Just oh man. It's, it I thought about, I came in with the mindset I was going to give it like to six and a half. I and thought I, got, I was going to give it a high six. I didn't even try and talk myself down. I just thinking about it. I was I, talking about it right now. I'm like, I, wait, I, I realized I didn't have that much fun and it did feel long and it was just. I feel like I almost forced myself to laugh a couple times. In all I would believe that. <laughs> I would a hundred percent believe that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, it's a week. It's a, like I'm. The pickle just slapping, <laughs> slapping the yeah. It's a pickle jar slapping the uh, the vault closed. It averages out to like a five six point six five for us. It's not. Yikes! Is that the lowest average? Oh God, no! I gave. I guess Tokyo Drift was the lowest. No, it wasn't. I gave Event Horizon a two and a half, and Annie gave Event Horizon a four. Okay. So that's a like three point seven something. On a on an eight eight Movie? You guys are crazy. No, no. Tokyo Drift was a double four. I'm talking about it, Oh, that movie's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does not. It. I'm sure if you were a kid, you thought it was cool, maybe, but. I'm not watching it again because my remembrance of it was awesome. Smart move. Sometimes it's just better to keep the memory. <laughs> yeah. Or just go in knowing like you're ready to have that memory shattered. No, no. Even going in with that. You want to hold on to that memory. George Clooney one. Oh, don't do it. With Arnold. Yeah, I went in and I'm like, okay, this, I know this movie's garbage, but I'm, I'm still going to watch it. And I got five minutes in, couldn't do it. I haven't done it since I was a kid. And I wasn't fond of it as a kid, but I remember I was kind of a chicken shit as far as being scared of things as a kid. So, like, my, my love for horror has blossomed as an adult. Um, just because I like, I love movies so much and I like good indie horror and being scared is now like, it's fun because I can go to sleep. I'm not one of those people that lets it sink into my head. Hey, theism will do that to you kids. Uh, <laughs> but I remember kind of being scared of pain as a kid. Oh, you push. I was Bane sick. was the coolest person in there. I was six years old when that movie came out. I was scared of Poison Ivy. Or was I seven? I was six or seven. I, I would say I stopped being afraid of things. So like that kind of stuff, probably a year or two, like eight or nine, I started like, yeah. that didn't scare me. Now it's just regular horror movies. Yeah. And then I would say at 12 or 13, it was it was probably only real-life scenarios that kind of scared me. 
And then as I became an adult, like 15, 16, I started enjoying horror. And now as an adult, the only thing that scares me is snakes. So there's that. Fucking poos, dude. Are you scared of spiders? I'm not scared of spiders. <laughs> me and spiders have an agreement to fuck with each other. You're scared of spiders. And it's a written agreement. So uh, well, that's where we're going to end this pod. Uh, but if you want to know more thoughts about Batman-related uh, movies, there could potentially be some talk about that in our ongoing discussion, our general discussion, our Reddit thread, our Arizona BS Club, AZBS Club. Our verbal four chat. <laughs> no, 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 no. We may edit that out. Uh, our AZBS club, that's not a sandwich. That's uh, what we're calling when we talk about what we've been watching. AZBS. I, like, I kind of like that. A to the Z to the BS. Uh, no, no, no I know. Yeah, it's too leave long. That. We're going to leave that in the... No, we are not. <laughs> You don't edit this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. But if you'd like to listen to some Batman versus Superman talk from Romeo uh, on what we've been watching, um, go ahead and tune into the next episode. This one, you should have been able to click on this on Saturday. And then Monday, the uh, next episode with Blade 2. And like I said, that general discussion will be uh, Monday. And then that will restart, restart our cycle. We're on Wednesday you'll be able to listen to uh, that'll be either one of Blade Trinity or She Dies Tomorrow. Oh my goodness, we didn't re- we didn't mention that. That's what we're, I knew I forgot something in the intro. Right. That's what we're reviewing next week, guys. Um, sorry if you were on pins and needles that whole time wondering when are these two idiots going to stop bullshitting um, and tell us what they're going to review next week. We're finishing the Blade Trilogy. I just, I had so much fun too. You can listen to that. That'll be up on Monday. I had so much fun with Blade. It was awesome. We, we, I just said, told Romeo, we got to finish the fight. It's on HBO Max. We can do corrections. Corrections. The play is on HBO Max. Romeo only pulled up the HBO app. Hey, it was an honest mistake. My Roku doesn't have HBO Max, so I had to download HBO Max onto my Xbox. That is, that is kind of like a giant. People were criticizing the fact that it is not available on a lot of devices. Um, HBO Max, anyways. But it is available. It is available for free. Don't make this mistake Romeo did. And pay three dollars. <laughs> Blade is available. Pay dollars on YouTube. <laughs> Blade, Blade Two, and Blade Tr- uh, Trinity are all available on HBO Max. We're going to be reviewing Trinity next week, as well as She Dies Tomorrow, a horror with like small hints of comedy. Go watch the trailer; it looks really cool. Um, it's honestly, I'm excited that it's a semi indie movie that Romeo's down for. It's mostly probably for horror, um, but it looks cool. It's like three or four bucks on Vudu. Is how we're going to watch it. So if you like to watch along. Or listen along. Our thoughts should be available. Yeah, in like literally a week. Um, if you're listening to this now on Saturday, or sooner if you're if you're listening to it late. But we appreciate your listening whenever. Yeah, who knows We're what order? Yeah, who knows when you listen to it? Yeah, maybe you went backwards. If so, thank you. <laughs> thank your pre your past self, but our future selves. I don't know how time travel works. Nobody does. That's gonna be all for me. You have anything to tell the people, Romeo? I do not. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Also, we have an email, azmovieclub at gmail.com. Thank you all so much, you beautiful listeners. Uh, have a great day, night, week, whatever. Good night, guys.